Good day, everyone. Thank you for joining us this mo- this Sunday morning. Um, we come to you today uh, from the Postal Community Baptist Church, and our scripture for today comes from Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 13, and this is Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus. But before we go to the, uh, the Word of God, let's go to God. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. I pray your hand be upon each and every one of us, Father. I pray you continue to guide and lead us, guide and be with us, Lord, that we would continue in your way, Father. I pray your hand be upon the listener, Lord. I pray your hand be upon them as they uh, come to you, Lord, for instruction. Come to you, Lord, to hear what your word says this day, Father. And I pray your hand be upon them, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all you do and who you are, Lord, that you have made this uh, revelation to us, Lord, to each and every one of us by your uh, mighty power, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for each and every day, Father. Give us a a, a mind to hear that you open our eyes and our mind, Lord, to your word. I ask this in your son, Jesus Christ's name, I pray, Lord, let it be. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. And it says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, that it that this mystery, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly, In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men of other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostle and prophet. This mystery is that through the gospel of the Gentiles, uh, gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe a servant of this God. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, for which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my suffering for you, which which are your glory. Amen. Paul in our scripture for today has revealed something to the church that had been kept in mystery by God. It was a revelation that was not made known to the Jewish people. But now through Paul, it has come to light. It has come to the surface. So Paul is revealing something new to all men and especially to the Jewish people, to the Jewish population. He is revealing something new about God. He's revealing this mystery, this mystery that was not made known. And this is not something that is kind of spooky or scary, that kind of mystery or or something that's not unsolvable. But it was God's secret that he kept for himself. It was God's secret that he kept so that it would be revealed by this person, Paul. And Paul has to address something as he begins here and and the reason for his uh, imprisonment. 
People may or may not have known Paul was in prison. So Paul felt the need to start with the fact that he is a prisoner. And he wants people to understand that he is in prison because of the Gentile people. He's in prison because of the people he is writing to. And he needs them to understand this. Now, why did Paul need the people to understand he was in prison? If they had known already that he was in prison, some may have asked or wanted to know why he was there in the first place. So, he lets them in on the reason he is there. He is in prison for preaching the gospel message of Jesus Christ. But more specifically, he was in prison for preaching the gospel message, message of Jesus Christ to the Gentile people. Now, this was one of the biggest stumbling blocks the Jewish people had. And we can get an understanding of what, how very angry they were with Paul for speaking uh, for speaking or uh, preaching to the Gentile people. And we can see in Scripture what Paul is talking about. In Acts chapter 21, verses 27 and 28, it says this, When the seven days were nearly over, some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul at the temple. They stirred up the whole crowd and seized him, shouting, Men of Israel, help us! This man who teaches all men everywhere against our people and our law and this place. And besides, he has brought Greeks into the temple area and defile this holy place. We get an understanding of how the Jewish people felt about Paul's mystery. They did not like it and they understood. And we have to understand the backdrop of that scripture. We have to understand that there's certain portions in which at the temple, with the temple of God, there are certain restrictions on each part of that temple. People were only supposed to go so far. Women had their sections. Gentiles or converts, uh, uh, apostolites had their, their, their section. And then men went a little bit further. Then priests went a little bit further. And there was no one that went into the Holy of Holies except one man once a year would go in there on the Day of Atonement. And so they had specific areas where they needed to breathe. To be, uh, to be. And so Paul was bringing these Greeks and the, the Jewish people saw this as a defilement of their, their temple. Like, what are you doing? You're bringing these Gentile people, these unclean people into this temple, this holy place. And, and this was the problem that they had. As Paul began to preach, Jews were not at all happy with Paul's preaching to, uh, about God to all people. This was totally against God's word because they didn't understand the mystery of God. And so they had a problem because they did not yet understand the mystery, what God had, this, this secret that God had. There were, they, there was an offense taken by the Jew, Jews because they didn't understand what was taking place. There was something going on that the Jewish people were not aware of. It was made known to Paul, but it was not revealed to the Jewish people. We must remember that the Gentile people were not looked on as being a clean people, but were considered dirty by Jewish standard, standards. So when Paul started speaking to the Gentiles, this was a sin according to the, to the Jewish people and to the Jewish law. But God had a different plan for the Gentile people. The sole purpose of Paul's ministry was to preach to the Gentile people. He had a, a mission. He had a mission which God sent him on. He had a mission in which Jesus Christ sent him on. And we can see that in Acts chapter 9, 15 and 16. It says, But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument, talking about Paul, to carry my name before the Gentiles 
and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And so we see that Paul was appointed by the Lord Jesus Christ to minister uh, not only to the Jewish people, but to the Gentile people. And we need to understand who the Gentile people are people are. So there are there is the nation of Israel. There are Jewish people. If you are not Jewish, you don't you're a gentile. That's that's that simple. If you have no Jewish blood in you, if even then you're a gentile. So you're a gentile. There's Jews and Gentiles. All knew what his ministry consisted of, but the Jewish people even within the churches, were not up to the idea of letting Gentiles into the church. And if they did let them into the church, they would have to follow the guidelines of the Jewish religion. In the book of Acts chapter 15, Peter, Barnabas, Paul, and James stand before the council in Jerusalem and speak on the behalf of ministering to the Gentiles and then receiving the word of God. Now, the Jews wanted the men to, to be circumcised, to follow the traditions of, of the Jewish, the Jewish law, and to follow the Mosaic law, the, or the law of Moses. Peter argues that this should not be so. Peter gets up and begins to speak against the Jewish council. He begins to speak to them and says, this should not be so, based on the fact that they, meaning the Jews, weren't able to keep the law themselves. So why place the yoke of the law on the Gentile believers? And Peter is basically saying, you couldn't do it. What makes you think that they could do it? And so you couldn't follow the law of Moses. Why are you trying to pass it on to the Gentile people? They're probably going to fail just as, as bad as you did. And so Peter stands up and says, we're not going to place that yoke upon them. And so Paul now tries this. Uh, ties this all in with what he wrote in chapter 2 of Ephesians 19 and 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, so you're not some distant people, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become, become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become the dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Amen. And so he's saying, Jews, Gentiles, when you come together, you're going to create this new thing. This new thing called the church. And you are going to form together. You're going to come together. And your sole purpose is to serve Jesus Christ. To, to heed to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Gentiles, you are no longer foreigners. Gentiles, you are no longer aliens. Gentiles, you are no longer strangers to God. He's saying, come into the fellowship. Come in as heirs. Come in as children of God. To the members of God. So God has this established people. He already has an established people in the Jews. What Paul is saying, now Gentiles, you are included in God's household. You are included among the numbers, uh, that, that number with God. Amen. And that is built on the foundation with Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Amen. So our inclusion into God's household is made, is made by Jesus Christ himself who opened the door for each and every one of us Gentile people. Praise God. 
And so Paul goes on here in verses 7 through 12 and talks about Paul, the servant. With the ability given by God's grace, Paul was able to be a servant of, God, of the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Paul, the servant, the description of Paul, the servant. Paul was a man that was sent into a world that was not ready for the changes and challenges in which he preached. Paul knew himself. Paul understood himself as a man, and he knew where he stacked up. He knew where he stacked up against other uh, uh, prophets, against other men of God. He looked at his task and he knew he was not in line with the Lord. What I mean by that is Paul did not see himself as one to be grouped with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But the Lord used him to preach because we look at these individuals, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They were with God. They were with Jesus Christ. They walked with him. He taught them. But Paul was not a part of that. And he sees because I'm not a part of that. I know, I know I'm not the greatest man to be preaching this. I know I'm not the man that that should be preaching the gospel message of, of Jesus Christ. But the Lord used them anyway. The Lord grabbed them out of his situation and used them anyway. And threw them in with these men. And as we look at ourselves today as ministers, as I look at myself as minister, as a minister, as a preacher behind the pulpit, I can say in, in all my in all who I am, because I understand myself, I am the least of all God's ministers. I do not dare put myself up with the great men of God, Charles Spurgeon, Dwight Moody, R.C. Sproul, and Billy Graham. I do not dare put myself in that group of men. These men were great men of God. But that does not mean, that does not mean I dare to diminish the ministry at the Post and Community Baptist Church. Because the same gospel they preach is laid upon my shoulders. As Paul says, it's laid upon my shoulders. This was given to me by God's grace. Amen. He, he took me out of the situation. He took me out of this world to preach the gospel message. You talk to any minister, I'm pretty sure they had their own ideas of what their life should be like. But God pulled them out and said, I need you to do this. Amen. As ministers of God, we are all put in place where the Lord needs us to serve. Paul understood that uh, there were greater men that the Lord could have chosen to take on this task. But the Lord needed him and took him on that service as a servant would take on the task that was given to him by his boss. So Paul looked at his service as a servant being told by God what to do. And he did it. He did it fully. He did it out loud. He had no shame in what he did. He fully committed to God. He fully committed to the gospel message of Jesus Christ. The mystery is an unknown revelation in which God kept until this time. Paul is, is to reveal to the Gentile and the Jewish people a new relationship the Gentile people could have with God and his son, Jesus Christ. They would not be foreigners to the Lord anymore. They would be counted uh, counted with the heirs of Abraham. Amen. Praise God for you and I here. 
who are not Jewish people. We need to praise God. We need to thank Jesus every day. We need to say, God, thank you for counting me as one of your own. Thank you, God, for counting me among your, your numbers, among your family. Praise the Lord, and I give all glory to Jesus Christ for what he did on the cross so that he would open that door for you and I. In Ephesians chapter uh, 3, again, reading on here in uh, the verses 10 and 11, his intent was that now through the church, the manifold witness of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The new concept of the church was a new thing, not only for the Jewish people, but it was a new thing for the heavenly realms. We must think of all the things that existed in the heavenly realms. And remember, the church here is talking about everyone, including everyone. Prior to, to the church, as we know it today, well, the church and how Jesus Christ looked at it, they had the temple, which, which was solely for the Jewish nation, for the Israelite children. It was solely for them. But now we have this thing created through Jesus Christ called the church. And like I said, everyone was included. We were included among the numbers of the people. And this new thing is even new to the heavenly realm. New to those that, that uh, were in existence way long before us. The angels existed in the, exist in the heavenly realms. They were not aware of this thing called the church. Through the church, God has now revealed the mystery of his wisdom to the angels. This is kind of odd because the angels know everything there is to know about God, but he still has more to show them. They see the church as God's manifold wisdom in action. And they see God in the many ways of his actions to reach all of his creation. Amen. So we see that it was always God's intent to include the Gentile people. It was always God's intent to include everyone, all of his creation, not just that selected Jewish nation or that Israelite nation. But his plan was entirely to include everyone. Praise God. Now we also must understand at the opposite end of the spectrum of angels, there is also evil that exists in the heavenly realms. This is what Paul later mentions in the sixth chapter of Ephesians as our enemy we battle against. What the leaders of, the ev of evil see, that being Satan, is the church that is united in one body. Satan could not have imagined Jews and Gentiles worshiping together to form a unit that served our Lord. Amen. Now, Satan is even caught off guard here. Satan, who knows scripture. Now, you got to be aware of that. Satan knows scripture. He was even caught off guard. He could not imagine that God would take the Gentile people, these people which, which were looked upon as, as nothing and the Israelite nation, and combine them together to be as one, to consist as one unit under one body, under Jesus Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, rich or poor, free or slave. In the house of the Lord, in the house of Jesus Christ, we are one and we should be one. We should not be fighting one another. We should not be backstabbing one another. That should have no existence within the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
We should be as one body united in serving the Lord. Praise God. Because God paid a great price for that. God paid a great price for that unity. That we, his people, would have unity. So all of this, what does it mean? What does this mystery mean for us today? It means we are to look to the wisdom of God for our understanding. The church in Ephesus may not have understood why Paul was in prison, but this should not cause them to be discouraged. His suffering was for them, and it was placed on him for a reason. For you and I, we are not to become discouraged with the trials and issues we may be going through. We are to have confidence in knowing God is in control of all things. Amen. And especially at a time like this, especially in the times we are living in this COVID uh, virus, we need to know that God is in control of everything. We need reassurance that God is in control of everything. And I encourage you to read your Bible. I encourage you to study his word, to meditate on his word. That's what the Bible says, to meditate, to look at his word, not to read some thing you see uh, online for five seconds and forget it to go, but to be at home, look it, open your book, meditate on what God's word is saying. How is it applied to my life? How is it applied to my surroundings? Praise God. And we see this here. We see that we need to meditate on God's word to have an understanding, praise God. So Paul here is telling his, his brothers and sister, sisters in Ephesus, don't worry about me. You still have a task to do. Don't worry about me. I am fine. Don't worry about me because everything I am going through is for your glory. Praise God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. I pray you continue to guide and be with each and every one of us. I pray you continue to guide and lead us, Father. Guide and be with us, Lord. Be with those who hear this, Father, Lord, that they would heed your word, that they would study your word, that they may understand that they are too included into the house of Jesus Christ. Amen. That we are all one in Jesus Christ, Father. I pray your hand be upon each and every one of us in our community. Community, Father. Uh, Lord, Father, we've experienced some deaths in our community, Father. I pray your hand be upon those families. Watch over them and comfort them, Father. We have people that are in the hospital now, Father. I pray your hand be upon them and their families, Father. We know the visitation restrictions, and they have to sit back, Lord. Lord, they have to sit back and they have to, to wait, Father. And I pray your hand be upon them, Lord. Watch over, guide, and comfort them, Lord, at this time. May they find relief in your word. May they find encouragement in your word, Father. I pray your hand be upon each and every one of us, Father. I pray for our blessings this day, Father. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, I pray, Father. I ask all this. Amen. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you this week. Uh, go in peace. Amen.